When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Live around Australia on SEN Track, welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Yeah, Cam Luke out. No, it's not. It's uh, it's Jay Bond. Jay Bond, Campbell Brown. How how have they not realised this combination needed to happen? It's taken oh. them nearly. There's been two years of yeah. SEN track. It's I mean, been a concerted effort, I reckon, I, to keep us apart. I, you'd have to think it it had to be. Like how else? They're looking at two blokes. You can tell there's Cam. We've got to work together. We're going to do so for an hour now, but. It's been too long, Brando. We were just saying off air, you know, it's uh, it's a first official. You know, we've done the winners. Yeah. You come in for your little your little cameo little for cameo. five minutes. Yeah. And you and Ben just sort of <laughs> go at it for a bit. And um, but this is a, yeah, this is nice in studio, not sort of p- ships in the night passing each other. Yeah. We're here, mate, for the whole hour. We can just sit down, sit down, and enjoy for sixty minutes. I think crucially, it is Taz Racing Talk. We're going to have all your normal guests on. Jamie Cox shut to join us soon. But 0499 736 736, if you know how to save a Vimeo <laughs> to your to your role, uh, yeah. this, this is a problem that you're this, working with. We've got to prioritise. We do. This is something that you're working with right now. You're just trying to get that happening. The SCN Track family know how um, technologically um, bad I am because mm. I, I sort of talk to and them about it. You're still probably nine links in front of me. That's, yeah, so that's, <laughs> and that's you get sent a link on an email yeah. saying, oh, yep, can, can you post this Vimeo? Yeah. A Vimeo. A Vimeo. Um, you can get into the Vimeo, but I can't actually save it. So, look, first world problems that I'm dealing with. <laughs> Are you getting moment. paid every time you say Vimeo? Because you said Vimeo a lot in a very – that was 30 seconds, and I reckon there were seven Vimeos. I reckon the Bops boys would take five seconds, look at it, and be able to do it. But um, my world is a little bit stranger than the Bops boys. Yeah. No, you know, the, the Bops and Vimeo – Basically, if you're an acronym or something like that, you can that all works together. That's not what Brown Dog and I do. What we do is entertain and, and try and find winners. your winners. Yes. Uh, have you got have you got winners later on today? You're going to be on trackside for five hours after this. Yeah, I, I hope so. Uh, been doing um, been doing the form today, and uh, I like a few in Bendigo. So hopefully we can um, get the quaddy and um, find a couple more winners. We're trying to get you to bet on harness racing. What a great game! People say awful things about this beautiful game that I've uh, dedicated my life to, and this is a man who loves it as well. Jamie Cockshut, how are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, thanks, mate. Now, what did you do to Toby McKinnon? Because I came in and there was an off-air chat, a little bit of banter about footy yesterday on Trot's Life, and then he cut you off and played the hard-out music over your tips. So are you, are you two okay? Is everything is everything going well between you and Tobes? Yeah, I think so, mate. I think we just had a bit of banter and... Um... About something I can't remember to be honest, James. But no, all good, Cobber. I'm coming over in the studio next Wednesday, so or next Thursday actually. So I'll get to meet Toby face to face. Beautiful. Yeah. You're coming over for the AFL season opener, are yeah. you? Yeah, mate. Yeah, coming over to watch Melbourne and um, Melbourne and the Bulldogs Brownie. And um, yeah, I'm heading overseas 
in three weeks. So I thought I'd try and get a couple of games of AFL in before I go, mate. Magnificent. Just get uh, run your eye over the Ds before you start your betting spree. <laughs> Yeah, so they lose a couple of games early and they drift out a little bit, Copper. Uh, talk about betting sprees. Uh, what are we betting on this weekend, Jamie? Yeah, it's a, it's a, we've got Burnley this afternoon, Jase, which is the idyllic town up the northwest coast. Always tough up there. I think it's only a track around about 600 metres. So very tight, leader dominated, and six of the eight races are from a stand, understand star condition. So. It's not an ideal punting program, but we've got a couple picked out, mate. We'll start off in race two, number two, Taxi Meter. Um, he's got a step, but if he does step, I reckon he'll get the job done. He should be around the four dollar mark. And then we'll go across to race six, number one in the in the Burnie Cup, Rockin' the Hard Place. He sat outside Holy Basil last week in the Carrick Cup and you know only got beat three or four metres. He's drawn the pole. If the old fella BJ Rattray can get him to step early, mate, I don't think they'll get around him. And he'll, he's a good each way gambler at around the 5 or $6 mark. And a couple of rods come up. Race 3, number 5, Northview Dave. He can ping, ping away from the top of the track. And he's got a chance to spear him across. If he does find the lead, he'll, you know, he'll give him plenty to chase at around the $10. And over to race 7, number 2, our dream to reality. Got no form. You know what I'm talking about, stand starts. He's, he's an ex Kiwi, so he, I'm sure he handles the stand starts okay. And if he steps and lobs on top, he's going to give a bit of cheek around the 14 to $16 mark as well, mate. Are you writing these down, Brandon? Or what? I am. Are you I making always, a note? I always do because uh, I follow only only two people in this industry it's yeah. Jamie Cockshut and yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's without disrespecting any other dipsters, I've seen him. He's, he's just deteriorating every time I see him, and I wonder why. I think Brown Dog, you've had a good life. You should have squirrelled some money away, but he's following us, unfortunately. And that's pretty much uh, my life. Rocking a hard place, you've got there. That's me, and I don't drive, so I've seen plenty of taxi meters. Right, we'll move on to Hobart. You got a few for us there as well, please, Jamie. Yeah, Hobart's a good mate. We got the second head of the Tasmanian. Pacing cup, but we'll go back to Bernie. There is one I really like. I've had a small play on his race five, number one, Nurse Anna. They put up four dollars, and I thought that was a little bit over, and that's under mobile condition. So she looks a good bet in race five, you know, for the punters out there. But we'll we'll skip down to Hobart. Um, we'll start off race three, number one, Mickey O. Last season, stop two year old. Just nothing went right first up. Draws a pole against some very seasoned horses. If young Matty Howlett can just Getting to run the gate, you know, okay, and he can just get his legs up and hold the leader or even leaders back. I just think he's got too much high speed for his rivals, and you know we might get two dollars fifty with a bit of luck, and I reckon they'll be luck jury sides. We'll go over to race seven, number six. My favourite cartoon, Bip Bip Roadrunner. <laughs> um, he comes down from an angle, um, been racing very well. He should push forward and bully his way to the leader, and from there, I think he'll be too. Too good for his rivals, especially with his danger drawing outside the second line. And then we'll go to race eight, number three, Rock and Tommy Rules. Um, ran very good last week in the heat of the Tasmania Cup in track record time. This is a massive drop in class, and if he runs up to that round, he should be winning. That's all there is to it. Um, and Alex Ashford, he loves the lead on his horses, so I'm sure Alex will get him to run the gate and pull his way to the top and from there. He should be winning. And Cutler Valley race five, number seven, Incognito. Draw on the top of the track. Um, but there is a... I wouldn't be surprised to see young Dylan Ford push forward because there's not a lot of speed inside him. If he can get outside the leader, even the top, he'll give a great sight. 
Um, in the heat of the Tasmania Cup, Western Sonador. Um, six months ago, he would have been odds-on favourite in this race, but he has lost his way a little bit, but he gets extremely well in off the 10 metres in this in this field especially. Um, he's had a little bit of a freshen up and just back to the standard star conditions. Hopefully he can revitalise him. If he does produce anything near his best, he will be winning the race and he should be around the 5 or $6 mark. And the one at odds is race four, number eight, the Democrat. Drawn behind the likely leader. Hasn't a lot of form to recommend, but if some Dan leads and cops a bit of pressure, you know, there's going to be a horse that can you know, get up the sprint lane late, late, and it could be the Democrat at around 15 or 16 to 1. Love it. Oh, Western Sonador went better last start. But I'll tell you what, we're keeping a very important man waiting on the line here. Uh, I'm only going to ask one question, and then I'll hand Nathan Jack over to you. Nathan, how are you, mate? Thanks, Dave. How are you? Is that your only question? That was easy. <laughs> Geez, you're a smart ass, man. Like, you know what? You, you know what? I, I, I try and tell everyone you're a great bloke, and they tell me he's a smart ass, and I say, no, he's not a smart ass. He's a good bloke. And then you come on and do that. Right. Have you made it? Are you blazing off the gate with Mac Dan? Oh, I'm going to have a little bit of a look for 50 metres, but I won't be, you know, like I'm not. I've got to get four metres clear of him. I think that's going to be a task within itself. You made that sound like it was an offensive question. Didn't you imagine, Nathan? He goes, come on, mate. Like, what are you. T- uh, I'll hand you over well, now. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to keep my card, cards a bit close to me, chest, and you're trying to force an issue. <laughs> <laughs> right. every, every time we, every time we've tried to well, come together, it, it hasn't worked. It anyway, Nathan, uh, trying to find winners, <laughs> but hopefully you can with Jamie. Jamie, take it away. Uh, Nathan, Jack on the line with you, mate. There you go, Nathan. Good, thanks, Jamie. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, it's just a pleasure to see you coming over Sunday night to to drive in Hobart, and especially after. Touchwood, mate. You you do cause a bit of a boil over on Saturday night at Menangle. Um, and you know, King of Swing does get beat by a little horse called Mac Dan, mate. You never know. But um, I do wish you all the best with Mac Dan on Sunday night and on Saturday night. And you know, it's only a couple of weeks ago you caused a boil over when you won the New South Wales Oaks on Just Hope. So you know how to do it, mate. That's for sure. Yeah, no, thanks very much. No, it's going to be great to get back over there. I haven't been over there for a long time and. Yeah, if a bit of luck Saturday night, Mac Dan will run a good race. I'm not so sure about him winning. I'm hopeful, but um, yeah, that'd be that'd be good. Yeah, we'll get into the heat of the, the, the horse, main horse you come come over to drive. He's perfect stride. Um, when he's good, he's good, and when he's bad, he's he's not so good. I think he's pretty harshly handicapped under the conditions of the race off 30 metres. Um, and I don't reckon he's had a stand start before, has he, Nathan? Um, have you got any hint there for the listeners whether he will step safely or what are his manners like from the tapes? Um, yeah, I don't think he's ever had a stand. We qualified him at Shep and he only went away slow, but he went away. But at home, he goes away really fast. So uh, I, I don't really think he's been harshly handicapped, to be fair. I think um, he sort of deserves to be off the 30. Um, that's the grade he is. So that's that's just, we knew that before we went there and we were still happy to go. So that's that's what we've got to handle. Um, but I, I think if he hits him like he does at home, he'll be uh, right behind them before not too long, that's for sure. And, and that'll take him right in the race. Like he was an impressive winner there at Ararat Cup a couple of starts ago, and he was a very good youngster, you know, going through his days. So he's not far off his top. He's, you're happy with him and your father? Uh, yeah, we are happy with him. Like Horsham probably didn't really suit him. It was in pretty ordinary conditions. So he went around cheered up. That's never really been his go. Um, but just the way the race was going to be run, staying out in the back wasn't going to be his go either. But 
Uh, I'm sure the player on it, genuine this week, um, he'll be getting home as good as, if not better than anything, that's for sure. Yeah, no, that's good for the listeners out there. Um, you picked up a couple of other drives, drives I've seen for the night um, from some other stables. We'll go across to the last year. Picked up the drive on somehow, some way. Trained by Steve Lukak. He's drawn inside the second line, but he's managed to get the good run over behind the leader or three pegs. And um, if they do run along through the middle stages and you, you get a bit of a gap, he has got some chance at each way odds. Yeah, I can't really tell you anything about that one because I... To be honest with you, I don't even know anything about it, and I haven't even looked at the race yet. Um, yeah, I'm just going to have to be relying on doing a bit of form and seeing, relying on a lot of luck, I guess. Uh, one that does create a bit of interest in my eyes is, is Sweet Sangria, um, trained by Brandon Bonavia. I, I can't say that I've seen that train name in the trainers' ranks that much, um, but she's got some very good form. We've won three out of her last four, and you know she's coming up against Dean Braun's horse called Asante Sana. He got the job done at Carrick last week. Um, it looks racing two in my eyes. Do you know much about Sweet Sangria? I don't know a lot about it, but it went good at Ballarat when she won and uh, had form in Queensland prior to that. But um, I don't think it's an overstrong race. Like I know Dean's horse goes okay, but I don't think I don't think there's any stars amongst them, that's for sure. No, that's for sure. And I uh, said... So, you know, I reckon she's a leading chance. We'll just head across to next week. Your perfect stride does go through and qualify. You know, next week we've got the Tasmanian Derby and the Tasmanian Oaks. Um, is there any, you know, three-year-olds in the stable that could be heading over for those races if perfect stride goes around? Um, yeah, depending on how perfect goes this week, um, it might be a filly come over to the Oaks, maybe Captain's Queen. Um, sort of a bit disappointed in her prior to Sydney, but I wasn't happy with her leading into Sydney. Um, had a few little niggles and we've got on top of that and really happy with her at the moment so uh, she'll either go to Tassie or to Bathurst so there are two options at the minute Yeah no, no it's an absolute pleasure mate to see you back in the gig and, and dominate like you did before you went out mate and um, I just wish you all the best Saturday night and even on Sunday night even though you're coming to Tassie it's still a, still a heat of a, of a group one race and if you get through the group one race mate he's definitely going to be into the race up to his eyeballs yeah, for sure, and it's great for Tasmania to put on such a great race, and um, I'm sure next year they'll just get better and better as, uh, as more people know about it. No, that's for sure, mate. Thank you very much, mate. No worries. Thanks for your time. Thanks, guys. There was uh, Nathan Jack, and thanks for your time, Jamie, mate. We'll chat next week. In fact, we'll go for a beer next week. Yeah, no, I'll be over there, mate, Wednesday to Saturday. So, mate, yeah, I'm sure we'll catch up, mate, and have a bit of a chat and have a few beers for sure, Jay. Good on you, Jamie. We'll talk then. Cheers, bud. Bye, mate. You'd like you'd get along with Nathan Jack. Good night. Yeah. Real swaggerer. Yeah, like uh, that. a bit of bit of like smart asses we just heard, but it's good stuff. He's uh, he's he's got he's got a little bit of yeah, he's got a little, little bit of the uh, the brown dog swagger has. Nate, we're just watching Goulburn, uh, short price favourite in the Goulburn Greyhounds <laughs> yeah. goes under it. I'm a I, big layer. I'm a big layer of of real shorties. Yeah. Um, because it can't do too much damage if even if they do win, and um, and every now and then if you have later, it's just a magnificent watch when it sort of misses the kick and is last on the turn and gets skittled, you know. Well, you know, even if I haven't laid him, and I consider myself a relatively good bloke. Some people would disagree. A pretty good bloke, but there's something nice about seeing him get rolled anyway, isn't there? <laughs> there like, is, like, yeah. It's like when you I don't know why, but when you're in a pub, when you're in a pub retail venue, and someone's screaming and they're all, all on it, and you're not. 
But I'm not worried she just wanted to lose. Yeah, there's a little and bit it, of that. I don't know it? why. It's, it, we're not bad people, are we? Are we bad <laughs> no, people? Definitely not. We're not bad people. Definitely not. You just you just want to see it get roll. I, I don't know. You just want to see some emotion. Um, we'll go for a break. We'll come back. Brennan Ryan, yes. another mate of mine's going to come on. Uh, so you actually follow three people. You, you just forgot Brennan. So you follow Jamie Cockshut. Yes. Jay Bond, yes, and Brennan Ryan met, met the great man. Finally, put a, a face to the voice uh, a couple of weeks ago at the Lonnie Cup. And, yeah, uh, magnificent man. He's a hell of a man. He was at the Australian Cup for the Greyhounds as well. And I tell you what, can't wait to catch up again. We will be in just a moment. Stick with us here on Taz Racing Talk with Campbell Brown and Jason Bonington, the dream team that was always meant to happen and finally has. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. No, it's not. It's not. It's J-Bon. It's J-Bon here with Campbell Brown. There's no Cam Luke, but it is Taz Racing Talk, and I missed. So you've just shown me the video there of uh, of a certain race on Wednesday, uh, a demolition derby. <laughs> yeah. I've watched a lot of racing. I've been watching racing for the last 35 years. <laughs> More. I haven't seen that too often. No, it doesn't happen too often, thank God, for, for horse and jockey. Um, so, yeah, I think the uh, the stewards adjourned the uh, inquiry till Monday. But um, there'll be a suspension. We would imagine there's a holiday coming. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not upset or anything. It, just, no. it was just a mistake. But like Benny Thompson's an outstanding young man, but he just got that wrong. And there's, a, there's always been a lot of talk about... That, that start at yeah. Ipswich because there's only about 100, 120 metres to the first turn. So everyone so goes caught out bizarre, wide, yeah. you, want, you want to get across and, and everything. It can cause a bit of bit of interference and trauma and just the wrong place on the wrong day for the wrong horse. Oh, dear. Uh, by the way, good news, Brandon, because a man that you've met and I've met, Brendan Ryan, he's declared he's going to straighten us out. Calming influence. Well, he is, and he's got the dulcet tones. I've, I've been long trying to get him a race calling gig. He's got a beautiful tone for race calling. Um, now, who's the better bloke? You've met us both, Brennan. Uh, Brown Dog, Jay Bon, Dead Heat, Photo Finish. Who, who, who gets the dividend? Oh, look, to give a judge's decision, I've got to give it to you, Jay Bon. I know. <laughs> You know, uh, no, that you do pay my bills every week. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it's uh, it's a pretty low grade no, race, isn't it? It's a low grade race. Yeah. Um, g- give us some, uh, give us, give us some Tassie Greyhound news to start with, and then some tips. Well, we're sadly coming towards the end with Devonport. Um, as I said to you, Jay, one last night, that uh, the twenty second of March will be the final meeting, and uh, Greyhound Racing will sign off there for more than a hundred years. The last meeting held there was at our uh, first meeting was held there in nineteen fifty two. So, almost a hundred years of racing is about to come to a close. So, um, we'll have some stories coming out on the Taz Racing website over the next couple of weeks from you know just talking about the history and about the people and. Um, yeah, it's going to be a, an historic but sad uh, day coming at the showgrounds there. Well, I can hear you're a little bit emotional now, and, and certainly it means even more that Just Bosch was able to win there in the uh, Regina Eileen Ivory Memorial Classic. So last race, Just Bosch will ever win there, but um, I, I can hear it It means something to you. It did. Oh, no, not only being the the feature event there, but, it, you know, it... Um, it was the 25th running of that race, and it was well connected to um, uh, Reg and Aileen Ivory, who were staunch supporters of Devonport Racing, and old Reg was one of the founding members of the club. He helped construct the track back in, fi- in the 50s there, and um, yeah, they were long supporters of it, and their family continues to be involved in the in the club there, and 
you know, it's just the dawning moment now of when we wait to uh, get news on the track. It's going to be at least three to four years away before the new track gets built. But, um, yeah, it's a lot of nostalgia. It, look, it, Tassie's always regarded as the fairy tale state because it's um, always kept proud history of its sport and, and the people that's involved. Now, we're going to get some tips for Lonnie. Now, I've never been to Launceston. This is where you met, Brennan, isn't it, Brennan? It is, yes. But I've heard stories, like it's the potato of the apple. Like, what's going on with... What is this town, Lonnie? Like, it, it sounds like it's a fun town that I should I should visit. Very fun town if you know your way around it. You know, certainly. You uh, sound like you do know your way around. Yeah, it. You got yeah. To get to the Star Bar after the races and make your way to a few other venues around the place. <laughs> so, um, although I did notice yeah. that it, it was a bit quieter yeah. this year than previous years. I'm not sure if it's the COVID hangover or right. not, but it is a very very nice part of the world. Uh, it is a nice part of the world, apparently, Brennan, but we need winners there. Have you got have you got a couple for us Monday? I uh, certainly do. We're going to go to race five, first leg of the quarter. It's over the 278. Um, I like the way of... Um, look, there's a good race between uh, three of the Linda Nichols train runners, Aquiline Nose, Dr Harley, and uh, Psychosomatic, but I'll go with Aquiline Nose on top. Good little lid pinger. She loves the short at Launceston. Should be hard to beat there in race five, number three. And then there's one runner I'd like to flag um, in race six, number seven, Dancer of Flame, trained by David Swan in the south part of the state. And look, a very good young greyhound. Um, he's remained undefeated so far and just come through the Dennis Collis Memorial Classic and got a lot of promise. And uh, this will be his first 500 metre run. So all eyes will be uh, on him to see how he really runs out the distance. Outstanding and something for Devonport Tuesday as well. Uh, we've got a heat to the Labrokes Classic there over the 4.52 for the uh, for the graded fourth and fifth grade runners. Um, there's seven heats, so there's plenty to go through. I do like the run of uh, between in race three. It's the first heat of the Classic between Don't Snap and Jewel Titan. Um, I really like the way Don't Snap won there. At Hobart last night for Alan Clark. If we can make the back up, uh, it should be hard to run. Uh, should be hard to hold out there. So race three, number three, don't snap. Outstanding. I'll send you 200 to your account a little bit later for giving me the nod in the uh, in the match race. Bit of a speed star type situation between Brand Dog and I. Just got the nod there. Uh, pretty happy. Maybe I'll send you 250, Brennan. Uh, <laughs> very much enjoy your uh, contribution as always. We'll talk next week. Thank you, guys, and don't forget we've got Heat to the Breeders Classic at uh, Launceston tonight, and they'll be on uh, the live streaming service on Taz Racing TV. 16 heats to get through, and uh, any form people out there wanting to watch it will uh, get a good insight into the pups that'll make it and then head through to the semis Monday week. I'll be, I'll be watching those, uh, no doubt about it. Wouldn't it be nice uh, to be like a bloke like Brennan Ryan? Just a likeable. I mean, not that we're not likeable people, but sort of divisive. And, you know, some people are going to love you, some people are going to hate you. Just to, have you ever imagined what it would be just to be like a really nice liked. guy? Yeah, yeah. To, to, to liked. I'd love to be liked. Yeah. So I'm 39 <laughs> this year. I'm still yet to be liked. So hopefully one day. Yeah, it would be a virginal experience. I, I wouldn't mind it. Just just that feeling that people thought you were a good person. Um, more that they want to warm to you, not walk away from you when you walk into a venue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And even the people who like us – they sort of don't. They sort of don't as well. Yeah, yeah it's, it's on their terms. Yeah, there's never – entertain me, do something for me, and then piss off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I dream about being like Brennan Ryan. We're going to go to the news, find out what's happening in the world. Come back with Chelsea Baker. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown.
No, Cam Luke's been replaced, unfortunately. Um, Could look, be permanently, well, too. Well, I've come in here a few times. I, they've mixed and matched me with a few people. That, that, what they've said is, you're outstanding, Bon. Not sure about other people we've matched <laughs> you with. We need to keep working on the chemistry. And I think you'll find you won't hear from Cam. Well, I'm not saying you won't be on the station. I think you'll continue to work with us here at SEN Track. But I think this will be the new combination. Uh, we've got a guest on the line. And yeah, we certainly might have do. looked after you, I think, recently, Chelsea Baker. She, yeah, she did. And uh, we love here on uh, on Racing Taz Talks to talk to some of the young apprentices over the the journey. We've spoken to Cody Jordan. We've spoken to Taya Stalker. And uh, we've got the up-and-coming star, Chelsea Baker, with us this morning. Good morning, Chelsea. Morning. How are you guys? We're going beautifully. Um, well done on Wednesday night. Uh, you wouldn't know this, but I made McSwain my... Best of the night, and um, you duly got the job done. Talk us through that, because I thought it was a, a really patient but well-weighted ride. You got going probably at the 500 and um, and was just strong, sustained effort to the line. Yeah, he's um, he's a lovely ride. Like, he's the best type of ride for confidence. He's a nice, easy ride. Like, he just does what you do. Um, and it was great to get a win for the family as well. So, yeah. What was the instructions from the old man, Barry, um, before he legged you up? Um, we had a few different plans, and to be honest, they all out, they went out the window the minute we jumped. He, um, the last thing he said to me was just don't get posted wide with no cover, so that was in the back of my mind. He did want me to be further up on pace, but when we jumped, he just um, we had Ziggy Carr on our inside, and I felt like she was going to just go too hard and I was going to be posted four wide without cover. So I opted to pull back. And um, I know mum said when I got back into the stripping stalls that dad was definitely a bit stressed when he saw how far back I was because how the track was playing that night. We've got to, we've got to have – you and I might have to sit down with Barry. You can't send out those <laughs> – well, that how harsh is that? Here's one thing. Just don't do that in the back of your mind going – uh, it's going to happen, isn't it? If you, if Barry, I know. We'll, but now the, we'll track, down, we'll the, the track was sort of playing like you, you needed to be in the first three or four. Yeah. We, we certainly thought on the night. Um, um, but but I did mention in running that uh, you didn't panic and um, you, you could have quite easily sort of gone to push up and, and been caught wide. But it was probably your, your patience in taking a bit of a sit and then just having to, you know, to build maybe a fraction earlier than you might have uh, that won you the race. Yeah, I think that was sort of more the case. Like I said, I didn't want to be wide. You know, the rail was out um, nine and seven, so you would have been doing a lot more work than where he was. And as I said in my um, post-race interview to Peter Staples, I just sort of got him improving, like, gradually from sort of the seven, the six, and then, like you say, in the replay from the sort of five to the four, that's when we really got working home and that. Have you been enjoying the, the last five weeks? Your, your first race ride was on the 6th of February. Um, your, your first winner was about a, a month later on Romery with, uh, with Johnny, uh, for Johnny Luttrell and um, a second winner on Wednesday night. Um, it must be pretty exciting. It's very exciting. It's um, definitely a whirlwind of emotions. Um, you go out there and it's the biggest adrenaline rush I think you'll ever get. Um, you try to explain it to sort of people that don't ride horses and it's just, it's an amazing feeling. I've been really lucky, um, like I've said to a lot of people, mum and dad, they support me as much as they can, but we are only a small stable. So to get the support from um, outside trainers, especially like the ride on Romery last week and getting the win on her, that was amazing. And I mean, the confidence they had to put like such a new 
apprentice on a horse of her caliber was, you know, really exciting for me. You know what I find a really unfair thing in life, Brown Dog? What's that? And and they say they say everybody's good at something. They're not. Most people are good at nothing. And then there's people that are good at nothing. And then there's people who are good at lots of things. Yes. And then you need to choose. Then, <laughs> you were you you were apparently a, a rising star soccer player as well, Chelsea. So you've just decided I might go and be a champion jockey just as a second option. What position yeah. did you play? And what what was the uh, did injury cut you down? Yeah, um, I played soccer growing up, and I was actually dad was my coach then, so we sort of had that. Um, and he told you not to get pratted three water in the field with no cover. Yeah, hell, <laughs> there be some arguments on the way home. Let me tell you. Uh, um, but I used to sort of play a bit everywhere, but mainly my main um, role in the end was sort of defence in the middle of defence. Um, but that's how I did two ACL, so oh. probably wasn't the best position. Um, I think my physio said to me, Carl Thomas here at Launceston, he said to me, he said, you just go too hard, which is great, but your body's just probably not designed for it. And um, it's like I've said to a lot of people, when I, I did my first ACL when I was 15, 16, playing Super League here in Tassie, and then had to have 18 months off from soccer. Then I got, went back for a year playing for Riverside. We didn't have a Super League team in the north, which is, state league I guess for the women's um we won the premiership for the northern like league here went back to city for a year and um did my other ACL oh. and so was told by um my physio he said you actually did it worse this time than the last time I sort of did the ACL MCL meniscus I somehow had bone bruising so it was definitely not ideal so do you actually still have a knee yeah, I yeah, do. Okay. So I just wanted to confirm you still had a knee. Okay, that's good. Winter mornings are definitely hard, though. <laughs> You're a lot stiffer and sore. But um, and like I've said, during my 18 months off, like the second time around, I was really missing track work the most. Like I found in physio, I was just I was like, when can I do track work again? Like when can I do track work? And like I still go watch the girls play soccer every now and then, but uh, definitely I feel like I've made the right decision with pursuing the apprenticeship. What's the, what's the worst injury you ever did, Brandon? I broke my pelvis in half. Yeah, on the footy field against Geelong. I was about to push it on you like you, you never had a bad one. And, that, and, and then now you've just gone, you broke my pelvis in half. Why does he have to be aggressive like that? We're, we're trying to create a friendship. This is supposed to be a partnership. You come at me with that. No, okay, injuries are shocking. Bad. But I never had a second sort of hobby to, to fall back on. So um, was it was it a case of as soon as you did your, your second ACL on your, your good knee that you pretty much knew that – that was going to be the end of, of your, your soccer days and um, and it was time to sort of focus in on something else? Uh, probably not straight away. I mean, I was pretty pretty upset to start off with because I was having a gap year off from school. I'd gone over to Adelaide to see if I could, like, do some trial runs for the WMPL over there, which is sort of like a step below the um, W League. And they said, like, yeah, keep working on it. So I had my goals for soccer at home here, like I was hoping to win BNF for the league and all that. And um, once it sort of settled in of like the extent of the injuries and um, I guess once I'd had the surgery and that I thought, oh, this pain, like the second time around, I just, I don't want to risk it again. And like my physio said to me, he said, I think it's probably time, you know, you if you want to keep going with it, that's fine. But at the end of the day, I was going to be missing another 18 months off which puts you like further behind with that progress of trying to achieve that higher level of soccer so 
yeah and I mean family's always we've always been in the racing industry so it was I feel like the right decision it probably took me about a month month and a half to really set that in stone but yeah uh, we've got to go for a break in a moment because I just saw the, the x-ray of the broken pelvis. I've got to vomit quickly, so we're going to have to go for a quick break in a minute. But, uh, Chelsea, not only are you obviously very talented at, at, at multiple things, but you speak very eloquently as well. And this is what I, I love, Brown Dog, about the young people in racing, how well they present. Yep. Because it, it's so important, not just to racing people, but to people on the periphery that look at racing a certain way. They hear somebody like Chelsea speak the way she is and they think, you know, Okay, maybe I've misinterpreted racing. So the, the apprentice program down in Tassie is just yeah doing magnificent uh, job, and and there's so many good young up and coming apprentices, and um, and Chelsea is is another one. So thanks for giving us your time today, Chelsea. We'll be following eagerly and watching uh, your punch home plenty more winners. And just and just don't just don't have too many winners because uh, Brown Dog hasn't obviously slept since Wednesday night because he, he thinks it's the morning and it's like 12:41 so <laughs> you know that's how that's how big the win was on McSwain. We appreciate your time Chelsea good luck. Thank you very much for having me. Our pleasure. Thank you. Time for a break here on Taz Racing Talk. Jay, I was Bob hoping that snuck through when I said good morning. <laughs> no, it did. You know, the first through. rule of the media is you don't you do not do that to a co-host. Yeah, that's okay. I just don't follow rules. That's... I don't think you do either. That's why this, this is working beautifully. <laughs> we'll come back from a break very soon. We'll have Grant's little brother, Tommy Hackett from Ladbrokes with us. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. No, 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 no. Jay Bond here with uh, the Brown Dog. And a little bit of an update on the Vimeo situation. Uh, don't think we've got there yet. You were using words like Dropbox and Cloud out there. And I got the feeling that you didn't know what you was. But you felt like you were just saying words that you felt Sammy were Watson the right the t- words. Like in the, yeah. So you feel like you're communicating. Export. I said export. Hey, you've so, got me in. Yeah, Dropbox, export. You know what you're doing, don't you? There'd be people out there that would. Like be able to do this in less than five seconds, but the, the, and well, then there's me that spent thirty minutes pre-show, yeah, and and forty-seven minutes since we've been on the show trying to get it done. The truth is, a six-year-old would probably <laughs> a six-year-old would be favourite in this field. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. And one man who could definitely do it because he's a very multi-talented individual from Ladbrokes is Tommy Hackett. How are you, Tommy? Hello, boys. I'm very excited. Big weekend of racing. Super Saturday. NRL season started. I'm I'm up and about. Someone's got a quinny time. Uh, talk to us. What, what are you most excited about? I think I'm most excited about this new market handicap. I think it's a, a really good addition of the race. We've got a proven we've got proven group run sprinters like Mars Crusader and Lost and Running taking on the Boom Cult, the Star Cult Home Affairs, and I think down the straight we're going to get a, a serious show here. I've always got a good opinion of three-year-olds in the new market handicap, especially three-year-olds trained by Chris Waller. But I think the the price available for Mars Crusader is absolute insanity. He's had one average run in the Black Caviar Lightning when 1,000 metres is definitely not his go. And the market said he's done. We've quickly forgotten that he was second behind Nature Strip in the TJ, second behind Nature Strip in the Everest. He beat Lawson running that day. He beat Home Affairs that day. And he's got the top weight, but he only meets them one kilo worse off. So I think Mars Crusader, $11, three fifty to play. It's one of the great each-way bets. Home Affairs just might be a superstar. He might prove too good. But I'd be shocked if Mars Crusader doesn't run well. I agree with you, Tommy. Hey, question I need to ask. Why the, the drift from the... Um the opening price for home affairs. Did did bookies just put the horse up a little bit too short? Because it's now second favourite yeah. at around $4 or something. Have you got it? 
Yeah, I think it was just the, the, the they, Brookies did go out very short in a race that does have a fair bit of depth. It's yep. probably underrated, lost and running a little bit uh, early. I think the weight factor is a big one as well. Normally you see three-year-olds sneak in down the bottom of the weights like a horse like Artorias has done. But Home Affairs has got 56 kilos enough to break that three-year-old weight-carrying record. So I think that's definitely played a part as well. But I think it's, it's more, not a knock on Home Affairs, but... A wrap on lost and running, basically. Do you do you sort of go into the bookies when they make an error like that and just sort of swagger in and just just give them a bit of a talking to Tom and do you tell me and just say we're here to make money, guys? Or, come on, traders. Come what on, are you boys? doing? No, the, 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 tra- the traders know when they make a mistake. They don't need me down there rubbing in their faces. Like, yeah, I because think they, they, I they've think got they a packed hear- box on their desk. <laughs> they, yeah, no, they, they hear don't. it, but I think they, they hear it from far more important people than me, believe me. <laughs> hey, it's a cracking um, Australia Cup field as well. Obviously, think it over favourite, but um, just having had a chat to Bray Sikowski, he's pretty bullish that Spanish Mission uh, is ready to rock and roll. Yeah, Moose is pretty happy with Spanish Mission as well. Obviously, he's trying to turn what was he's a fairly dour stayer in Europe, uh, all his best performs over 3,000 metres and beyond, trying to turn him into a wait-for-age horse at 2,000 metres here in Australia. But Moose has done it before with Managar, and he thinks he's confident that Spanish Mission is a better horse than Managar as well. So he's pretty, bull- pretty bullish Spanish Mission. I think Cascadian, $8 as well and truly over the odds. We saw him get out to 2,000 metres for the first time in the spring when he finished second behind Zaki in the McKinnon Stakes. There's no Zaki here. His first up run in the Tier 4 Stakes was excellent. He won the Peter Young Stakes, and that's the traditional lead-up for the Australian Cup. So Cascadian, $8, and he had a lovely run in transit from Barrow 2 with Damien Oliver in the saddle. He's the one I like here in the uh, a pretty good Australian Cup. Have you got anything in, in any market for tomorrow around 40 to 1 that can't win so that I can give Hoss a tip for winners tomorrow? <laughs> There's a few that uh, at a bit of a price, I think, might be able to run a, a bit of a race. If you're looking for one in the Shaftesbury Avenue, not 40 to 1, but 20 to 1, Rock. Uh, not the most consistent horse in the world, but on his day, he's definitely good enough to win a race like that. He's $21 to win, $6 to play. So maybe a little each-way play there. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's a pretty tough day for the book at Flemington on Saturday. I think it's a few, uh, few favourites that will be pretty tough to beat. Looks like a very hard day. Hey, Tommy, uh, I've got one running. Morfittville Race 7. Deep speed, looking for a better uh, effort than what we saw uh, first up. And there's a little bit of money. I think they put up the wrong price about deep speed, six fifty. I reckon it's going to be jumping it closer to 4 bucks. Do you give it a chance? The way my week's gone, I just want the horse to finish. I want the jockey no, on the I back agree. of the horse by the time it gets across the line. I agree, Brandon. I'd be a little bit worried if I was Darren Voss, and to be honest, he's had a tough run with injuries without needing this uh, additional potential curse on his back. But I've always been a big deep speed fan. I've had it identified as a black type horse early in its career. It probably hasn't gone on as well as I thought it would, yep. but I think it's really well in in this, comp- in this contest. I think 480 is a good price. As you said, the 650 was wrong. Struck by the favourites, uh, a good horse. It's a winner as well. So it's, it's a pretty uh, pretty handy little race. But I've, I've always been team deep speed and I'm sticking solid Good man, week. good man. That's why we love you, mate. Righty, I'm putting, I'm putting it into this loving. Uh, there's a lot of sycophantic behaviour going on. <laughs> deep speed's going to be a group. Right, Tommy, we appreciate uh, your time, mate, and good luck on the weekend. Thanks, boys. Have a great weekend. Make every race even more exciting with Ladbrokes Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858 if gambling becomes an issue. Kevy the Carpenter, he said, what the hell is Vimeo? <laughs> Something to do with the video? Yes. But who knows? I only just found out what Vimeo was. And um, as we go to it's the br- going in the bin. As Vimeo. we go to the break, I've met Kev, and based on that comment, 
I wouldn't go to him to try and fix the Vimeo problem. I think we'll stick with the six-year-olds and Sammy Watson. Break time. Back for a couple more minutes to wind up Taz Racing Talk today. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. I, I still I still say, Bond, some yeah. of our greatest content is done when the mics are off. No, yeah. Again, though, you know how I was talking before about how we're divisive? Might go even a little bit further if they heard some of that gear, to be honest. Uh, there's a body count. There's yeah. a body count in the, in, the, in the time between breaks. There is. And you've always got to remember, the mics may be on, but we're, I would li- literally dig Tomo a shallow grave. If, the, if he left that on, and per- I would dig him a shallow grave. <laughs> right here in South Bank. <laughs> this would be a waft coming up. In, uh, in This has been fun, hasn't it? No, nah, it's always a fun hour uh, racing Taz Talks. It's good. They, they love it too. Even the uh, the trot stuff gets podcasted because they don't have much down there. They've invested heavily with us, yep. and they love it because they're getting the exposure that they need and they deserve. Yeah, absolutely. And um, now I've, I've I've been going down there for a few years uh, to the, the their main racing days, yep. Devonport, Hobart, and Lonnie. But it's it's great to to have this connection and, and be watching regularly. You know, Wednesday nights, Sundays. And, uh, and getting involved with the other codes too. So. Is there any Australian racetrack that you want to go to that you haven't been to? Um, That's a no. Nah, Birdsville I want to go to. Yeah? Yeah, I'd love to go to Birdsville. Um, a couple of years ago, Peter Moody was was flying um, there on a, on a little plane. That would have been a fun trip, but uh, I had to knock it back because of VFL. Yes. And then the last few years has been COVID. I don't think they've even had a Birdsville race. That's one on your bucket list, though. I think so. We'll get over the Kentucky Derby too. I reckon Bond at some stage. Oh, I'm coming. Sort of I'm, 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 I'm coming on that trip. <laughs> you might have to look after a few experiences. That's all right um, because you're following my tips anyway. So you probably exactly you, right. should, you should be giving something yeah, back. I'm flying economy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I finished one show Friday form panel and then said sayonara, and now I'm doing the same because I'm going to join you, Brand Dog, for the first five minutes of trackside, and Cam Luke will join us after that. Plenty of winners in store. Stick with us on SEN Track.